So Yuri, joining in remotely now for the first time, how does that feel? Uh, well, yeah, it's it's nice to have something else on your mind uh, for a couple of times. So it's nice to talk about it. And uh, yeah, well, it's I think it's good thing that we can do it remotely because uh, of the government rules that says we're not allowed to uh, be with each other and, exact, and and stuff like that. So it's still nice to do this podcast and I'm very happy that we're still doing it. All right, I'm happy too. It's, it's nice. That's what technology is for. So let's uh, let's not try to mention the C word too often uh, today, and let's make some fun and focus on uh, one of our favorite uh, mutual distractions, which is uh, you too. Here we go. Welcome to episode 12 of the YouTube Start podcast. Uh, while the third of the world is currently in, a, in, in some kind of a lockdown, we are, uh, we are still here inside our own homes this time and happy that YouTube is still in everyone's lives. And today we take another moment to celebrate our band and talk about the things that, that bring us joy. Um, so we look, look back on Adam's birthday celebrations. He celebrated his 60th uh, birthday. Uh, we talk about the experience from Berlin film. And we'll talk about one of my craziest projects from the last few years, listening to all live versions of Bad ever. But before we get to that, let's welcome our guest today. Uh, it's been uh, 11 episodes, but he's back now for another run. And we're thrilled to have him on board again. Jamie, welcome back, man. I mean, great to be back, man. Great to be back with you guys. Really. Did you miss us? Of course I missed you. I was uh, reminiscing <laughs> about the last time we, we spent that conversation together. It was actually seven months, believe it or not, August. It, it feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. I mean, last week. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, before we start and talk about some of the nice things we can talk about. Let's uh, let's throw in a couple of statements and see uh, how you uh, how your YouTube compass uh, is uh, is directed uh, these days. So here goes the first. Um, the experience from Berlin film is one of YouTube's best concert films. True. All right. We'll talk more about that uh, later. Um, Bono's social media performance of "Let Your Love Be Known" should become a single. Mm. Okay, I'm leaning false, but I'm probably okay. the minority. <laughs> um, on the month of the anniversary of No Line on the Horizon, uh, 11 years in, Moment of Surrender proves to be a classic U2 song. Oh, true. All right. And the last one. I listen to different U2 songs in happy times than I do in unhappy times. Um... Hi. All right. So let's talk about the first thing we want to talk about today, which is the uh, experience film from Berlin. Um, maybe Jamie, we can start with uh, the statement uh, we just threw at you. Uh, it's one of the U2's best concert films. Is this is this uh, due to the fact that it's also the newest one, or do you think it's it will hold it will hold that position for a while? No, I think it will hold that position for a while, uh, Remy. Just uh, I think that. I mean, okay, of course, the technology has come so far. 
uh, and you can absolutely see it just from the last one, from the Paris one from a few years ago. Like technology with video is just leaps and bounds. But more than that, you know, it's, you know, the occasion of the show, like the, the set list, the set list is out of this world. The energy is captured perfectly. And um, I just think it's, 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 uh, it's one of their best DVDs. I actually have it tied for first. I'll let you know later for which one, but yeah, it's right up there. Wow, that's quite a that's quite a good. Well, maybe you can do a quick round of uh, of, of individual highlights, like one highlight before we before we go through the whole uh, uh, film. Uh, Jamie, why don't you start? Sure. I mean, look for for us North Americans who did not get to travel to Europe, that um that uh, that second third of the show is mind blowing, and it is it without a doubt elevates the tour to uh, another level. And uh, it's a shame that we missed out on it because it really, it really, you know, was, was extraordinary. So I think just getting that captured on film by itself is a highlight. Just getting that on video, done. Amazing. And you're talking about the zoo part, right? The acting baby part. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've seen it coming a lot online that, uh, especially for those who've seen the show in North America and missed out on the European show. And of course, we all knew what was played and we could hear it, but actually to see it in this quality, it made you really realize like, oh, wow, this is, this, this is a, a whole different tour almost. Um, right. Okay. Yuri, what's, what's your single highlight? If you can, if you need to name one. Yeah. Well, that's hard. Um, really hard. Uh, I think dirty day. Okay. The way, um, the way Bono is is uh, describing uh, his relationship with his and and uh, his relationship with his dad and and the uh, relationship of the other band members and here and here and their dad, uh, well, I think that's that's a nice reinvention of the of Dirty Day, and um, I've seen the European show uh, a couple of times and um, only in Berlin and uh, Dublin they played Dirty Day. And um, the end of the show, 13 didn't make sense anymore because they cut out the, inno- the, the real innocence part um, along the way. And with Dirty Day, it totally came back. Like he came at the end of 13, he, he opens the, the house from yeah his, his, his uh, old house and it, it became full circle again. And I like it because I like the story uh, you two concerts are telling. So Dirty Day is a real highlight for me. Okay. I, I, we did, and for you? Yeah, we didn't pre-discuss this, but I actually wanted to say Dirty Day as well. I will name another. Really? I will name another highlight. But one of the things are really. No, but why, one but, of the things I really they, liked was that uh, it's it's just one camera angle. Actually, it's this 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 flyover camera, and it's it's near the end of the the, the song, and it's just pauses right in front of Bono, and he's just talking through two the camera and in a way that he's almost talking to his father and they really captured that well and it's really a, a powerful moment i think uh yeah it's it's not it's it, it, it's something there's something about it it's not like the best live performance ever or something but it's just it has something to it i really like that it's like like goosebumps when when one is looking like that into the camera you know, you can, you know, with all that detail of the, you know, of the camera work, it's, it's spellbinding. Absolutely. 
Yeah, and another highlight for me would be Zoo Station. I think it's really nice, and it was one of my favorite songs to witness during the 2018 tour, and actually to see it on 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 film again in in this stunning quality, that's just amazing. And the whole transition from main stage yeah. to uh, exactly. the, the, the 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 bridge, basically, that's really really nice, and coming out of the Berlin. Zoologische um, Garden, the Berlin title indeed, and Bono yeah. hanging over the over the, the the bridge to the audience, and the, his mimics on on like the, the the wheel and the push and the pull and all those things in Zoo Station, just like he did like on Zoo TV. I thought I think that was really really nice, and of course, Edge's Edge's guitar is just amazing there. And the transition from Dirty Day into Zoo Station is also great, yeah, right? It's, really nice. oh, it's also great to get out of the house. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's mind blowing. All right. Um, Jamie, I know you watched this film with, with, with like a, like a, the eye of a reviewer. Uh, what's your what's your general how do you feel about it in general? Um wow, good question. Um yeah, I, I thought I thought the director's work is um, is really good. You know, this is a guy who who has built his career um, lately. You know, he, he did the Muse, Life from Rome movie. He did the Adele Glastonbury movie, and his thing is always like he's very strong at doing just a little bit of research on um, just on on being on top of like the latest camera work. He puts a lot of emphasis into wide shots and camera work and. And I think that this was a really good tour to capture that way. Um, just the way that you can really, you can really get a sense, you can really get a sense of the importance of the cage screen and Willie Williams's work and um, these panoramic shots, like in Lights of Home, but like well paced. I think the pace is 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 outstanding, also, which is, has been a problem with U two concert films in the past. Um, but I, I think. And, mm -hmm. I, and when you talk about the pace, it's about the, the transition between different shots, right? The, the Yes. Or do we talk about... Correct. Yeah. And sometimes it's as simple as not transitioning between shots, just letting it like simmer in. Um, so I think, I think the director does a really good job of that with this film. And uh, you can really get a sense of the production almost better than when you're in the, in, in the, in the floor, in the concerts itself. So, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I cannot I, I cannot agree more. Indeed, it it has been a it has been a problem in some in some films in the past. We'll we'll talk about it more later. And with uh, we all remember the Hamish Hamilton uh, trademark of uh, switching between camera angles so fast that uh, you you almost get dizzy. But it it's all about balance in the end. And if 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 the song is like it, you should. It, it's nice to 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 grab the energy and in a way that the camera angles move. But uh, if not, then it's also good to like this close up in dirty days. Also, these moments where it's good to hold on for that picture, hold on that picture for some uh, for some time. Um, one of the well, what are your thoughts about the multi multi screens? Um, yeah, I think it's okay. I'm not too, I'm not the biggest fan of it. I I mean, there's like always a couple of things. I mean, that's the thing with directors, right? You also see it in movies is that every director wants to do something different, right? Because they don't want to be just the the one that just, you know, puts all the footage together and, and puts it on a film, right? They want to 
put a stamp on it, put there like this is me, this is my production. So they do some different things like these, 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 uh, these, 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 these split screen, uh, but also of course uh, the 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 moment with stay. This is this is very much something that the director comes up with. Like hey, let's try and do something different here. What do we think about stay? Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I really liked it. I thought I thought um, I wasn't expecting it until I guess Remy and you to start broke it a few, a few days before or whatever. But the the release. But I, I thought it was a really nice touch. I thought it was a really nice touch. And oddly enough, I and I came. You know, I I've seen the movie a bunch of times now. I feel like that song is more powerful with no people in the crowd. It's like I'm almost bummed when he goes back to the crowd with the oh 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 whatever part. Like it's almost like damn, like that like the intimacy really fits that song so beautifully. Mm. Yeah, and also the, 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 the black and white as well. It adds to it. I mean, it's yeah. it's done well. I mean, there's 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 if I when I read it beforehand, I was really skeptic. Like, oh shit, we're gonna put stay on a film for the first time since whenever and what they're doing is they make they put footage of a rehearsal i don't want a rehearsal i want you know the full-blown version i don't want like a, like on slain like like mysterious ways on some kind of a b-side which i never watched i want the real thing but i must say that the way it's done with the black and white and the camera work and the transition to the to the end is it was really done really nice really nicely done so i was uh i was uh, surprised in a, in, a, in a positive way you yuri for me, it felt like, uh, well, of course, it's just, it's almost uh, one and a half year ago since we last seen it. But for me, it felt like a total different song than uh, when I watched it live. It, it's, um, but what Jamie already er earlier told, it's like, it's, um, it's much more intimate without people. And it was the first time I heard it live in full band version, the only time I heard it Earlier was just Edge and Bono, I think, and um, but it's just a different experience. But yeah, it's not necessarily worse or better. It's, I think it's just a good way to uh, express stay, uh, just like the way um, it is a good way to express stay when they when they would film it during the concert. So yeah, just. Uh, neutral, I think. How, how how lucky we are with this this this, especially this. I mean, we've seen the second part already before. It was on television, so we we're all familiar with that, and it's probably somewhere on a computer still. But how lucky we are with all these. The first half is just full of either amazing performance of songs we we already knew, new performances from songs we experience, or the classics from the Zoo TV era done in the in almost the best way possible. We're really lucky in that regard. And one thing I want to mention and ask about what you would you think about it the, the the contrast is quite stark between the first half and the second half of the film if only for the lightning and it just feels different as if most of the the, the crowd is just uh, gone for the second part it's not it's it's different the energy is just it feels different what do you guys think yeah that's a fair point yeah, absolutely like the energy uh, it, it is it is a little bit of a of an aggressive transition where you know just the way it ebbs and flows. Sure. I don't know if it's if if it's that different because we already uh, watched, of course, the, the the second half, and um, 
the first half was the half we are really looking forward to because uh, well, at least let's talk from my point of view i was really looking forward to it because of the uh, yeah well the octum baby um stuff and um i don't know if it's a real transition or it's just our perception mm. because when uh Remy, you're talking about the lightning and and stuff like that the first half of the show is much more light than the second half mm-hmm. because they use the screen more they used to, uh, uh and they're at the main stage which is basically more lit up than the than the e stage was um so it's it's almost uh, a logic uh, um, a logic thing to happen next is that the, did you see the crowd more because there's more light in the crowd I don't know if it's uh, what do you think else about that yeah that makes sense and and you know you can really see that um, Jerry with um with you know with high high impact songs at the beginning like Gloria which by the way I, I forgot exactly. to mention how freaking happy I am to have a, a, a current official version of Gloria on film, like, thank the heavens. Uh, but yeah, you can really see the lighting, you can see the energy. So I'm with Jory on that one. Yeah. Go, going to Gloria, I, I fully agree. What, how do you think, if you go back a few more songs, what do you think of the, the introduction and the way the, the, the film outlines itself at the, at the beginning and the, is the significance of the, introdu- of the introduction film? Is that, does it come across well? Sorry, I'll let you take the wow. little. Did you see the show? Yeah. Did Did you see the show, Jamie? Live the the second the the European version. And live? No, I didn't. I didn't have the chance. No. Okay. Because I don't know if it's um, because you, they're going into a split screen really soon in my memory, and um, yeah, well, of course, it's a very powerful message, and it's really. Because of the split screen, you don't know where to look anymore. At least that was my thought about the introduction. And you have only one way to look at it. You just look, need to look at the screen. It's not like Pride when all four members are in different corners of the arena. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it, it, it could have been done with single screen as well. And I think that would make the message more powerful. Yeah, I, I, I think the split screen in, in a way is nice as well because it allows us to, what I mentioned in the beginning, it allows us to watch it again later and notice different things because there's no way you can watch all these split screens at once. So you, you can, it's, it's like the show itself. This is also what I experienced a lot from the experience in Innocent shows is that you never get the whole thing if you watch it once because you're always in a spot where you yeah. miss out on other stuff. It's inevitable. There's no yeah. good spot where you experience everything, like the energy, the screen, the main stage, the, 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 the E stage. And this is also what some elements of this film are trying to show as well. It's with, with the split screen and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the lots of different switches for some songs is that uh, watch it a couple more times to really get yourself into it and really get you to get you to understand the show. And we also talked earlier about the, the, the narrative of the show. And this is also one thing. It doesn't take you one listener, one show to understand or trying to grow, um, um, understand the, the narrative, but it requires more time and it requires you to think about it, to look at it. So I think that 
it it it's it's um it complements it well in that regard yeah and what you're saying uh is is quite interesting and um uh, you convinced me uh about this part because uh, normally when they release a they uh, a film on dvd or blu-ray or whatever it's also for the uh for the regular fans right right the just oh i like you too fans but this one is only for the subscribers so it, you have to be a little more fan, so the uh, so you can assume you will watch the movie more than just one time. So they just uh, buy themselves the bought themselves the time to do this. And I think while you're just saying um, why you should watch it more times, I think yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, maybe it's and, even and the, and there's some picture in picture split screen that that really gives you an angle. That not that you just can't see unless you're like Dallas shoe or something like the way they capture the edges pedal sometimes little details like that really like for hardcore fans that's a treat. Oh yeah. Oh, how about uh, Larry's uh, drum uh, pedal? I think it was somewhere at the beginning, right when you really see this. I don't know. I, I can't remember the song anymore, but I I was I was I was watching it for like the fifth time, and it was the first time I really noticed that because it's so. It's such a brief moment. Maybe one of you guys know, but it, I really like that because those are like you say, like the small things you you may be observe you may be able to observe some of them during a show because when you're especially when you're close, you can watch it some. You know, you can watch that Dallas doing his thing or Edge uh, fiddling with his uh, with his picks. But um, yeah, I like those small moments. Um, when you guys are talking about it, about the film in this way, I, I really think I need to watch the film again. Yeah, it, it gives you a different perspective every time. <laughs> I can really recommend to uh, watch it a couple more times. It's also nice that they, they, they made the show available on demand for, for a longer time, so everyone can just watch it whenever they uh, right. whenever every, they like. Everyone which can just is dip nice. in and dip out. It's, it, it, it's not a, like you have to sit the entire two hours kind of film. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's a long sit. I, I must admit that I didn't watch most of the second part yet. I only focus on the first one. This is what happens, right? Something is new, so you watch it over and over again until you're sick of it, and then you're going to something else. So, but I'm, I'm nowhere near uh, fulfillment, uh, satisfaction uh, there. So I still need to watch it and a couple I'm also more times. Glad, I'm also glad they add the uh, Women of the World part. They got it out for the, from the, for the uh, broadcast version, but Right now it's back. Yeah, again. it's a beautiful scene. And, and they capture the feeling really well too. Uh, credit to the... Uh, yeah, exactly. You, you saw some shots of all types of women, younger, older, all shapes, all sizes, just being beautiful, you know? Beautiful scene. Yeah, love, lovely close-ups for lovely girls. <laughs> if we talk about the crowd, what, what do we think about that? The crowd shots and the way it's, it's, um, it's balanced with the rest. I mean, there's always, this is, this is also a thing of balance, right? Where you can have too much, too many close-ups or wider shots. Jamie, what, what do you think of the, the, the way the, the crowd is part of this and does it actually, because one thing to mention before maybe is that, uh, being there, it felt like it was a crazy experience on the floor, but this also greatly depends on where you are, of course, but around me, everyone was just going insane, especially for the first part. Is this, is this something that, 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 that makes its way across to you when you watch it? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and the director, Matt, Matt Askin is his name, by the way, English, Matt Askin. I, I noticed he, he does this. This is one of his strengths in, in all the, in, in the few clips that I saw of other concert films. 
he knows when to capture a fan. Like he's not just, he, he, he doesn't just go for the easy shots for the low hanging fruit of the people singing to the camera, the chorus of, uh, you know, one or whatever. He captures the moment. Like in Women of the World, he gets the, the he gets the context and captures it with fans. He does that uh, a few times during the movie. Uh, and, and it's, uh, it's just really nice to see because, because that's kind of like what we feel with these songs when we see them live. And he, it's almost like he found the perfect fan to channel that. Yeah, for me, it was like, uh, and we already talked about it earlier, but not on a podcast, I think, Remy. Um, in our perspective, Burium was a really special show, and it turned out it was a special show, but it's not. I think Dublin 4 was better, and, and the, the crowd was getting crazier. I had seats at the at the last Burden show, which one was filmed, and... Of course, uh, you were on the rail, and the rail was going mad the entire show. But uh, the the rest of the crowd didn't uh, move that much, for my part of view, and for my memory. This is also really not that um, trustable in this moment. But um, yeah, it, I think he did a great job, and I really think the second half of the show was um, was much less. A, a response had much less response from the crowd, so I really think he did a great job by just showing the crowd the first half a lot and a little less in the second half. Okay, can we? I'd like to uh, highlight a couple of more parts or songs: uh, the blackout and, and and lights of home. Jamie, how did you experience those those two? Uh, okay, let me start with Lights of Home. Uh, Lights of Home, what a, what a jewel of a song. And um, it's really beautiful to see it live on film. Uh, it, it's uh, just just the wide shots of the light and the screen and Willie Williams' work is the highlight here. Uh, and I think it's important. It enhances the song. So uh, I love Lights of Home. Love Lights of Home on, on, on film. The Blackout, um, Blackout is... is uh, you know, it's a good opener. It's a good opener, but but it's uh, and this is not the film's fault. Uh, I just feel like I just feel like the film perfectly captures also like, in my opinion, my humble opinion. Uh, I don't know. It's missing a little something um, as, as an opener with with, with this tour. It's, it's it's great, and in theory, it should be perfect. Uh, it, it, it checks all the boxes, but for better or for worse, the movie captures. You know. That it was great, but not legendary, if you will. Okay, I, li I like your comment about Lights of Home. I mean, I remember us uh, talking about the, the narrative of the show uh, near the end of 2018. And Lights of Home, of course, we, 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 yeah, it's this song where Bono's walking into the light up to, up to barricades and, and it is this whole, uh, screen is sort of a stairway to heaven. And the way this is captured, especially with those, those fly over the, the shots. That's really nice. It's really nice. The whole transition from left to right to the uh, to the to the climax at the E stage. I thought it was. I thought that's done really, really well and really expresses like the the a meaning of the song at least. I think that was really nice. Um, what did you already think? All right. Um, well, I think. Uh, um, I think 
Blackout was a great live song, and well, I'm I'm not sure. If it, um, for me, it was I was spoiler free until I saw it on the first Berlin show in Europe, and I um, for me it was amazing to to um, notice that there were actually in the screen and opening from in the screen, and I don't think. Just like what you said, I don't think the, the film is doing justice to that moment and that feeling when you're, for the first time, acknowledge, acknowledge that they're in the screen and that they're coming out, etc. Um, and Lights of Home is beautiful captured. And it's, it's also a really um, beautiful way. Um, for me, the blackout is a song about uh, apocalypse or something like that, uh, a catastrophe. Um, and Lights of Home is a great transition from catastrophe to a newborn life or something. So it's, it's, I really think it's great capture. Lights of Home is amazing. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really nice song. It's one of my favorite songs from the album as well. And the way it's done live is, uh, it's, it's just as good. It's really, uh, it's, it's a real treat to have that one on, uh, captured on film in this way. Making a, making a jump to, uh, to a few songs later, which we haven't discussed yet. The Fly. Can we talk about Edge's solo and how this is, this is, this is, yeah, this is captured. It's always one of my, these are always one of my favorite moments on any film. And we remember, uh, uh TV with uh, the Bullet the Blue Sky solo and, and Love is Blindness as well. Uh, but uh, does the fly here, uh, uh, fit in that, in that category? Yes. It was amazing. And the way the, the solo is, is, um, Captured on the screen, it's amazing. I, and I really love the way he's playing the solo. Um, I really love the screen at the fly, which is basically a, 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 yeah, a pimped up version from the Zoo TV screens that, that just uh, bouncing around with a little more, um, more things from, um, from the recent period, like the zero and the ones at the screen. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. It's a um, life staple coming back in full force. Um, it's great to see. Fantastic performance of the fly. Yep. And last but not least, who's going to ride your wild horse? Is one of my fam favorite, uh, favorite U2 songs. What's, what, to, for me, this was just amazing, the way this whole transitions to the end where the band comes together yeah. and especially Larry, I think, is doing a phenomenal performance here, which is captured really well. Um, yeah, it really yeah. was. What, what, do you, what do you guys think? Yeah, it, it, it was it was awesome to see it. I, I was I was lucky to, to, to get that perform, to get Wild Horses in Tulsa opening night. And um, I mean, it was just such a great live. They performed it with such great performance. You know, sometimes... Sometimes they pull out this songs they haven't played in a while and you can tell that mm, they're probably not going to play it again because they, they kind of don't know it well. But this one was just on point. And, um, you know, just climaxing that first half of the show was wow. Yeah. yeah to be honest, I, I immediately noticed that when they uh, started the broadcast that, you, that they just uh, uploaded on the internet that it wasn't a broad it wasn't a real broadcast you can uh, play it forward or backward or play it over and over again and uh, to be honest the first thing i did was to 
skip the entire first part and the first thing I watched was Brown Horses because because I was looking so forward to finally see it in, in high quality and yeah, it might, it's even more mind-blowing than I could have ever expect or dream and that, of. And, and the, the, the final part of that, or that version is just awesome. Just like the screen is closing uh and then the lighting is is, is uh you know they're separate like blotches of light in a very artistic way and then the four guys come together and just like jam it out like to the like it's almost like they're jamming out so hard that like this they cause the screen to close that's like the feeling yeah and it was hard i was at a, at a manchester show i was really uh um, behind larry during wild horses and yeah, well, I think his performance during Wild Horse is really something else. Cool. Yeah, it's 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 a real treat and it's something. Uh, Yuri, you go ahead and uh, play it more often in the coming time because it's uh, there's so much to discover here. Uh, it's a really it's yeah. a really nice uh, treat and I uh, actually can't wait to receive it uh, as well, like the physical edition. I mean, of course, not much so much the physical DVD. I'll probably never touch it because I have the uh, we have the original, we have the the better quality version, but. Uh, the package, is, uh, as, it, as, as I've seen a picture of it, looks great as well with some nice photos and it's a nice memory of, of one of U2's most uh, legendary shows as well. Yeah, well, Remy, we talked about it earlier, I can't remember, but just not about the film, but just more about the tour. Do you think this is really one of their most legendary tours ever? For me, yes. It was if, 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 you, if you made a choice, I mean, go back to... Uh, which I mean, maybe I can name three. Go back to three tours. It's probably Zoo TV, um, 360, and uh, an experience tour. Those mm. to me are the most legendary. In, tours. in, that, in that order, no. or, or just uh, random? Random order. Okay. And you, Jamie? You know, I, I think it was such an ambitious, ambitious show. Um, like, they really, you know, went after a lot on this tour. And, um, and it, it took them. And, and seeing this, this movie makes you realize like that this is what they had in mind all along. Like, but, but, but this was very hard to pull off and it took them. I mean, I saw pretty much most of the North American leg, you know, in, in, in batches. Uh, it, it, I don't think they ever got it in North America. Maybe at the end, like by the last Connecticut, New York shows, there were glimpses of like, okay, they're getting, I, I'm like, the theme is connecting, but, um, Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, I feel like, you know, it was super ambitious. Uh, maybe they're one of their most ambitious yet. And when they clicked it, the way they clicked it in Berlin and from what I hear Dublin shows and all that, then yes, it would go up there. But in practicality, I just don't feel they pulled it off long enough. But that, but that's a, a, a interesting thing because when you watch the, um, the, the Zoo TV film from Sydney, it's, and we, we, maybe we can talk about that a little more uh, later in the podcast, but um, it's, it's not the Zoo TV tour, the entire Zoo TV tour. It was only the last leg that, that, that had Dirty Day and that is going to pay for your crushed car, etc., etc. So they didn't put it that way, but yeah, that, that tour was totally different, right? The entire show. Well, I'm just... 
I think it's good Maybe to it, 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 it's, it's good to uh, to to also <laughs> go back in time a bit, and this is also what we wanted to do, right? To also see this this film into perspective of YouTube concert films and. There we have we have we are lucky in that regard. I mean, we have seen large what is it? What is it like 10, 10 or so official films, and and but they're all very different in their own way. I mean, some of them we gen, general consensus we don't really like. It's like uh, I think uh, Vertigo Chicago is isn't probably in that list if you talk with fans. Uh, but there's also a few which are which are legendary, right? Sue TV Sydney, Slane Castle, um, Jamie. You talked earlier that that you, you yeah, there's this. This 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 list of okay, what are more your popular concert films from you two? What what how does that list look like? <laughs> I mean, I just made a, I just made a quick uh, quick ranking of of the films, um, starting really with with two TV, but but to do it and to be fair, I, I you know I devised a zero to ten criteria, of course ten being the best of three uh, of three variables, if you will. Uh, number one, the technical quality of the DVD. And, um, you know, this is, of course, self-explanatory, uh, but you have to take into account, like, what when, when the show was filmed, right? You obviously can't expect the same quality now than, you know, to early 2000s. Number two, the occasion of the show. Uh, was there a meaning behind the show? Was it a special night? And number three, uh, the, the tour itself and the set list, if you will. So, so, so that was kind of like my, my little three variables in which I... I made an average and I ranked them. Yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm, I'm more curious now than I was a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so, so I'll tell you guys this, but, but I'm also, I, I also want to hear Joris and your opinion. Uh, so experience and innocence, which we're talking about, um, I gave it an average of 9.33, right? Cause, um, uh, technical, <laughs> yeah, technical quality gave, Very technical quality gave it a 10. Occasion of the show gave it a nine. I thought being the end of the tour and Bono's voice in Berlin and all that was captured. And uh, the tour and the set list, I gave it a nine, right? Um, what do you guys think? Well, technical quality is, but I guess that's sort of inherited to when the film was shot. I mean, it, I, I would surprise if you rank uh, Under a Blood Red Sky with a 10 on technical quality, uh, but it's very, it's very good. Um, the occasion of the show yeah I, I would agree there and the set list as well i mean there's little to complain i mean it's acrobat wild horses stay in the fly and in, in, in zoo station all in one set list i mean i would very be surprised if uh, and also we're not mentioning it that often but of course they played the, the joshua creature in 2017 and 2019 and they didn't play a single song from Joshua Tree on the entire tour. So their prime album was just cut off the entire the entire tour, and they still managed to 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 get such an amazing show. And that shows for me the real real power of music. Definitely, definitely, I agree. But but yeah, like just going through the rest of the rankings without detail. Um, I actually have a tie for first with Berlin and Slane Castle. Slane Castle is right up there, tied also at nine three. Number two, I also have a tie, uh, Zoo TV. And surprising, so shockingly, because I didn't expect it, it was the match itself. The Paris 2015 tied with Zoo TV for second. Uh, I just, you know, who would have thought that, like, I mean, the, the, the whole Bataclan and terrorist attacks would, like, just enhance it so much. Um, and then number three, I have Vertigo Milan. 
four, I have a tie with Elevation Boston and Pop Mart. And uh, number five and six, I have 360 Tour and number six, Vertigo Chicago. Well, that's that's quite. Uh, let let me point out something that uh, that I think is really standing out. Is like the 360, because the 360 tour was such an amazing tour, right? Everybody thinks. You know, well, I agree on Remy. What Remy said earlier is that, uh, of course, 360 ZTV and the Experience Tour are really something else, and they didn't capture the prime time of ZTV, which, in my opinion, was like 2000. 2011 when they created well the post Glastonbury show I think was just an entirely different show and it was much more much better right I agree I agree and and also unfortunately technically I, I feel like it was a huge wasted opportunity I feel like it did not capture in any way the feeling of the show of the tour uh, like it, it, in any like it, it really is a huge disappointment the 360 tour I'm sorry on, on film yeah. What about what are your thoughts about that, Remy? Yeah, I agree. I'm actually surprised, Jamie, that you have uh, Innocence from Paris ranked so high. I agree that the occasion of the show is uh, is quite something. Although maybe this is one of the things, and it's also why I asked you at the beginning, like is this is, is experience ranked so high because it's the newest? I mean, is, is the latest song, the latest album, the latest film is always the best. For me, I ranked Innocence Paris really high, but now a few years later, I'm, I, don't, I don't know. I. I was there and it was a special occasion, but maybe there, there's just something about it. Maybe it's this whole innocent section, which just doesn't uh, last well over time or something. It just, the, the, the impact is just less. Uh, I mean, the ending is epic and then the beginning is very good, but I don't know. Maybe, but yeah, that's all how we experience it. I mean, this is also... Maybe it's just Bono's haircut. Uh, the blonde <laughs> Bono, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't survive time uh, well either. <laughs> the blonde, the blonde, every time you look at it, like, did he really do that? Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's why? Why? Yeah. Although, to be honest, now that I just remembered, I should probably take it down a notch just because of the elevation. I'm sorry, I... It's, 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 uh, yeah, I just remember that the elevation. It's uh, trust me. I know a lot of these people are amazing people, but Jesus Christ, what was that about? I, I'm not a fan of that of that version. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Okay, can we can we go further on your ranking, uh, Jamie? I need a little bit to recover for that from that statement. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe we yeah, we can continue. <laughs> yeah, and, and and also yeah, I, I guess I guess we also um, I mean three sixty two wasted opportunity and then Vertigo Chicago I have it like as last. Uh, it's not terrible, but it's not forgettable but it's not you know yeah, memorable it's just kind of when, when was the last time you watched when was the last time you watched it uh, for this i, I watched I, I watched it in blood this week yeah oh you watched it uh, you were really you really well oh, you really did all your research well I really, no, no, uh, no, no, uh, I, we should but, we should invite you more often <laughs> but, but, be, but before but it's, before this it's good week, that someone for a change is prepared <laughs> But before before this uh, this week, I hadn't seen it in years, honestly. 
No, I can't remember the last time I watched it. I mean, back back in the day when I, I mean, I became a YouTube fan in 2005. I think you're the same era as me there. Um, and the things that I watched over and over again were um, Boston, especially The Fly. I just get The Fly on repeat like 80 times uh, in a week or something. I was just really crazy about that performance. Uh, I remember my parents were always upset because I was living, I was, I had a room in the attic and I was playing it so loud. They always were knocking on my, on the, on the, on the stairs to, uh, to cut the volume because the neighbors were complaining. But uh, yeah, that was really something. And, uh, slain as well. I had slain on repeat a lot, especially the whole first part with the, and there the crowd really makes a difference, right? I mean, everyone jumping and everyone singing along and that really made me like, wow, this is a special band. It's able to, that, it's able to, to moment, it, yeah. That moment when the lights go out on in, in streets in slain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, and the whole running across the heart see, and out of control yeah. with the speeches, with the with the, the uh, five hundred pounds, five hundred pounds, and 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 um, yeah, and streets, and and all I want is you, and oh, that 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 film is just full of full of greatness, but especially the crowd. I mean, that it really made me a fan. This film, so it will always, I will always. Uh, treasure it like that um and boston I, yeah it's a, it's the same those were the last films that you two released and i did i remember i didn't watch vertigo chicago a lot 360 rosewell is just a big pity because it's the tour is so great and the film is just mediocre there were a couple of good performances but somehow i, I don't know why they they, they 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 put some instagram like filter on top of it so the whole color is just weird it's it's a pity because it is also a tour that has been spanning two, three years, three years. Um, and I mean, look at Elevation. We got two films out of that and a tour that it, 360 should have had more, should have had one more official film at least because the whole tour evolved so much. The whole beginning was a total different end, ga end game than, than, than the shows in uh, 2011, for instance. Yeah. So that, that's, that's a real missed opportunity there. Imagine, I mean, Rose Bowl is a, is a good representation of, 2009 aside from aside from the the the, the technical limitations and the performance but we really miss one from 2011. no 360 toward the movie generally gives you nausea just the camera work like it generally like i hope you don't have a beer drinking it because like you really like you need an outdoor after it just the way it's filmed it's a lot Okay, well, I like the deluxe box from it. It's it's a really nice collector's item. Yeah, I agree. That's a that's a pro for yeah, for me. If I could be further back in time, um, the 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 Pop Mart Mexico is just amazing. I listened to, mm -hmm. I watched it a lot, and all those all those pop songs are really done well live, and it yeah. was sort of the best period of the pop tour and. It's a pity that it's not there in the same technical quality as recent films, but uh, yeah, that was just insane. The whole mofo, our follow, the whole introduction there is just amazing as well. Yeah, uh, ZooTV, I, I, I was I had on repeat like infinitely uh, for some period in my life as well. Uh, Battle on Ham, uh, actually the first film I watched. Um, yeah, that, that, it's Battle on Ham is more like a film, right? That's not really a concert registration. It's more of a film. Uh, yeah, same with YouTube three D actually, which you know a lot of a, a lot of fans are always I, I read I read in the message boards or whatever like and or or when we talk in, in GA lines they're like oh why didn't you to release it more I wish they did this 
but I actually talked to um, Greg Harris, the CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, about four years ago already. Uh, I saw I met him in the museum, and I asked him about it. Turns out, YouTube does not own the rights to YouTube 3D. National Geographic does. So, so this is like just like another category altogether. National Geographic, interesting. Yes. Yeah, it's it's still it's 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 still amazing. Many fans fans like why is it not why has it never been released? I mean, back in the day, of course, the three D thing was kind of new, but uh, yeah, now it's it's a good time to uh, to get it out there somewhere. But uh, yeah, it's a pity. I, I it was it's one of those things, one of those films that you're limited in the in the in the number of times you can uh, you can view it, right? I, remember, I think I only watched it once. How about you guys? Do you do three D? Did you watch it more than once? Yeah, I sneaked it like five times when it was when it was when he came out. <laughs> to be honest, I never watched oh, it. Oh, Jory, it's a tweet. It's a tweet. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I think there were some uh, cinemas that even like a couple of years ago still re rebroadcasted it like one or two times. I should keep an eye on that. Oh, I should have known that. Should, should, <laughs> but it was a real different experience, right? Because you have these 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 glasses on and and. And you're trying to sing along and move along, but you're in a cinema, so it's a, it's a whole different experience. What? Although it is a nice experience, I've I've done it for the for a couple other bands, Muse and The Cure, and it's it's I I really like that experience. What do you guys think about uh, Milan Vertigo? Uh, it's a shame it's only last yeah. that couple of songs and not the entire show. Wasn't it because of some technical difficulty that they had? I remember that they didn't have enough battery power or something for the for the show, so they couldn't even record most of it. So they just went ahead and released only what is it, ten songs, twelve songs? Mm. And then what U two always does wrong with some with many of these films is then they release another part of it like later in an alternate way, and then you end up never seeing it, right? So mysterious ways on slain, um, but also. Um, uh, the the second Vertigo on Vertigo Milan that is only was only available online I think I have it on my computer somewhere but it's a real it's a it's a great performance with a great snippet but um, really can you, really I didn't know that yeah but it's nice so this is the thing right I mean, why do why do you make part of it then available in an alternate way and and you end up people not don't see it that often or don't even know that it exists but I thought that performance was really nice the last vertigo but the 10 songs that they released really good right the whole speech before elevation uh, i remember um the all i want is you with the lady uh, uh dancing who uh who almost <laughs> almost stripped naked uh, <laughs> while, yeah, exactly. while, while, while doing so um i thought it was a really nice form oh. and, and, and the, the the speech before i still haven't found with the the stained glass windows on the the duomo in, in milan yeah, yeah it's it, it i have a good i have a lot of good memories about that one Bono in the underground shirt because of the terrorist attack in, in the undergrounds in London yep. during that period. Ah, I don't, I, I don't even a, remember a this. Oh, I should really do, I should really go and this is a good period of time to actually go back on some of these older films and rewatch them. I think it was during With or Without You. Yeah, yeah probably, yeah. yeah. With or Without You. It rings a bell. He, he hasn't been doing this a lot, right? I mean, I remember a lot in those... Uh, um, those years he did like football shirts or uh, this, these different shirts. But I mean, ever since 2015, did he ever wear something else on the stage, like a jersey or something else? And I don't think he did, right? No, I don't think so. 
I think Adam is the fashionista now. In, in 2009, he wore a Bayern shirt in uh, when they played Munich. Yeah, but he Munich. did it. He also wore a Barcelona shirt in Barcelona, and he did like oh, he, he, right, did, he did it like a couple of times. But ever since he stopped doing that, which no, since 2015, his his on stage clothes are the same. I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's, he's always wearing the same clothes anyway. I mean, he's just <laughs> he just has two. How many sets he, of he it? He just has two hundred sets of the same, uh, the same, <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. the same, the same shirt, and then he wears it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, he's still changing his hair, so we can still figure out which period. And uh, yeah, there's a way for us to distinguish uh, it. But it, yeah, this discussion actually is 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 a good one too. So maybe that's a good, nice follow-up question for the for the. I mean, Jamie, you watched most of it, but um, let's say you have like infinite time in the coming weeks. What 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 films would you rewatch again? Wow, that's a really really good question. Um, hmm. Really, really good question. Uh, wow. I mean, I don't know. You know, I think I think each one has their own. <laughs> their, their own I'm sorry to not give you something more helpful. I think each one has its own treat. Each, each one has its own journey. Okay. I I, I actually really enjoy Elevation from Boston. Um, you know, it's it's not it's it's not it's not their peak film, but it's not the worst either. And I really like some aspects of it. I, I really like some performances there, some snippets. I like the energy of the crowd. Um, I like that period of the of the indoor uh, arenas of the of the band's live shows. So you know, Elevation Boston, I, I dig a lot to watch again. Maybe. Yeah, it's actually one thing I have a film I haven't watched in in ages, and Boston would be in my list. And I think based on what we just discussed, Vertigo Milan would be something I would rewatch. And maybe I should give uh, Innocence Experience another chance because in my memory, it's just. Yeah, it's something I wouldn't put on again, but uh, uh, actually I'm in it a couple of times, so maybe that's the reason why I don't <laughs> like it. Uh, <laughs> Yuri, how about you, based on what we discussed? Is there a couple of uh, films you think uh, I, I should rewatch that? Well, um, I basically didn't think about the YouTube films in this way until we uh, planned to discuss it on this podcast, because I like them all. And uh, I like certain uh, uh, parts from it and on every film. And it's just like based on how I feel or uh, when I just get bored, I think, oh, let's watch another, let's watch a YouTube film. And, and uh, I, for example, uh, put in Chicago 2005. Uh, and I watched that over and over again during a, an, a certain period because I really like part of every film so for me it's hard to um, to recommend a, a certain movie for you have you have you guys uh, watched the uh, additional films additional um, uh, uh, clips from Red on Hum from the director that were put on uh, YouTube some time ago so there's like uh, footage that we haven't seen so far of like alternate mm -hmm. performances didn't make the film have you guys watched it not yet not yet I'm kind of busy just Hmm, but I, it's, I'm, I certainly want yeah. to watch it. But I, I saw you two songs uh, 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 say something that they don't know how long it's gonna last uh, until they get off the internet. So I might better be better be soon that I'm gonna watch it. But didn't do it yet. All right, then uh, there's little to discuss about that. 
All right. <laughs> Did you watch it? No, I haven't. It's also on my list. And actually, yeah, this is, uh, okay, this, okay. But this is a good discussion that, that, that uh, motivates me to go and, uh, and, and, and take some time maybe this weekend to, uh, to dig out some, uh, some, 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 some dust, some, uh, some, uh, take some dust off some older films or things that I should really watch because I've, I've been really enjoying this uh, Berlin film. And it's actually the U2 music, um, Makes me it, it's it's good for 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 periods of time, right? I, I remember, Jamie. I we, I posted this uh, this um, statement about how you listen to different U two songs in happy times than than unhappy times, and actually t- thinking about it more, uh, I actually tend to listen to the same sort of U two songs, and they always work, right? Whether you whether you're it's either to make you more uplifting or yeah. actually lift you up from 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 down periods. Yeah. I mean, what never ceases to surprise me about you too is how these songs that we've known, all, you know, most of our lives or for many, many years, uh, we kind of forgot about them and then something happens in our life and the song comes roaring back like with such force. That, that never ceases to surprise me. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a good, uh, especially in these times that we're in now, you two is for me at least a good, uh, uh, a good um, stable thing that I can always go back to and these films will uh, will, will play a role there as well so uh, maybe it's also homework for our, for our viewers for our listeners go uh, go and uh, and listen to one of their older films because it's it's a good thing to do uh, in these days and we'll uh, we'll always almost have a positive experience talking about listening to you too um, Weekend. Yeah, Rainy, let's talk about uh, you to start original. Yeah. Uh, you made a couple of years ago a, a chronology of Pat, and uh, you listened to all of them, aren't you? I did, I did. Um, it's. And why on earth would you listen <laughs> to all the known recordings yeah. of Pat? And, and by the way, I'm still upset that you did not include the Vertigo third like North American editions of that. But that's a side note for another time. <laughs> But maybe that's actually the reason why I did it. Because, I mean, we all know, right? If you ask a YouTube fan to name YouTube's most iconic live songs, and, and almost any fan will include Bat in that list, one way or another. And based on this, because we have on the YouTube side forums a lot of topics about it, and everyone has their own list, and there's like, oh, this is my favorite Bat, this is mine, or what is yours? And everyone comes up with all of a different list. And I was like, hmm. Wouldn't it be nice if there was some kind of a, 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 a bigger list of like where you see all of them? I mean, because no, has someone actually listened to all of them? And I was like, maybe I should do that. And this was this idea came into my mind. It was I, I did second leg of the Joshua Tree tour in 2017 just ended, and I watched Bad, of course, every night that tour. And the third leg, I, I didn't do any shows, but. Uh, it, to me, they, that song made such an impact, that tour. It was really nice. I was like, okay, this is a good moment. Maybe I should do this. And I uh, put a list together. I downloaded all the uh, all the live songs. And I think it was like 500 of them. So not all the performances have a recording, but most of them have, luckily. Um, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> it... <laughs> Friends called me crazy when I shared this intention, and I thought that I would go crazy. And I, you know how this goes with music, right? You listen to something, and then uh, after some time, you're so fed up with it that you never listen to it again. And I was a bit afraid it would happen with bad, but it turned out it was not that like it was not that bad. So it, and 
Yeah. And how long did it take you know, to listen to all of that? So and uh, I think I started in around September 2017, and it took me about five months. So listening to probably a couple of performances a day, making notes, and yeah, it took me like that time. And then last uh, last week, I spent some time in listening to all the versions of 20. Uh, 19 in an attempt to uh, to update the article because yeah bat has been featured I mean, a bit more often since uh, since then listening to the live aid edition alone takes you a month so that's that's one month right there <laughs> and well actually i must admit that there were a couple of performances that i listened to a bit more i was like i stumbled upon some of these gems i'm like wow it's so good let me rewind and go listen to it again so i probably listened to more than 500 performances over those so let me ask you over this, those uh, and, and, and uh, remy bad connoisseur what, what is like the <laughs> variable that makes bad uh, i like like a, a version of bad just go to like at the ultimate level did you find a pattern yes well i if i folk I, like you did like you in order to rank things you have to define your um, criteria right so beforehand i defined a couple of criteria one of them is uh, speech because bad usually features a speech either before or during the songs snippets um, a snippet really makes the song and the, the, i must have been many of my favorite bads feature great snippets emotion because it's a very emotional song and in, in sometimes the band is more capable of 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 transmitting that emotion and some bats are of course dedicated to for instance people that just passed away or to some crisis that's going on somewhere and that that really is different than another bad because there's more meaning to it and the last criteria for me was uh, energy and that relates a bit with crowd and how it's how it's performed uh, and those were the criteria I, I i i noted down for most of the and i made notes for every performance like and also length plays a duration there as well i mean there's this version that lasts 18 minutes and it's just yeah i mean it's 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 uh, it's crazy but that's that's how i and of course it's still subjective it's just my comparison and maybe if i do it again i will probably make a different list and I've heard a lot of comments like you, like, oh, you should include this one, this one, and that's fine. I mean, it's, uh, it's, not, uh, it's, not, it's not a fact, it's subjective, but I thought it was a nice thing to do. And it's my favorite live song. So yeah, and, it, uh, I, and I must admit that after I, was, after I wrapped it up, I didn't listen to any bad for like six months or so. So <laughs> it, really, it really drained me, but it's, it's all back now. And, 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 and if I would go to a U2 show tomorrow, I mean, it, if I would write the set list before and that would be the first song I, uh, well, thank you, Remy. I would write down. I think you did a service uh, to the millions of YouTube fans worldwide. Well, it's it's yeah. a pleasure, and I can. You took one for the team. It's a pleasure, and I can announce that uh, by the time we release this uh, podcast and people are listening to it, that uh, an update to the article is available, including all the uh, performances from 2019 as well in there. So it's a good moment yeah. to, aside from a concert film, also take a look at this list and maybe go and re-listen to some of these versions of Bad because they really make yeah. a difference to you, to your emotion if you listen to them. At least that's how it works for me. Yeah. And talking about the art article, um, you made a, a list of, I think it was 10 songs of 10 ver versions uh, that are really uh, the essential package. Um, are there any um, 
Uh, are these the best versions or are there other reasons why they're in their essential package? And what is that essential package right now? Okay, so the article starts with uh, too long, I didn't read. This is the, just give me the list, right? And I give a lot yeah. of different lists. So I, I ranked it per tour. So like what are the best performances per tour? And then I ranked what are the best speeches? What are the best snippets? Um, uh, That's great. And what are the best collab collaborations? Because also many uh, performances had someone contributing to it, like uh, Daniel Lanois uh, made a couple of uh, uh, collaborations. Uh, and there's a performance in Zoo TV where a violin violinist made an appearance. Uh, Paddy Smith made a couple of them. So they're, they're listed as well. Um, but if you go right to the essential package for me, I can, maybe I can, I can go through them and there, there's six of them. There were five, but uh, after 2019, I added one more. Uh, the first one, and I think these are chronological, but maybe I'll change my mind and revert some of them, but this is the top six. Okay, um, 1985, East Rutherford. Um, this mm. is the version of Bad that lasts 18 minutes and Bono did an, an incredible speech on uh, Bruce Springsteen, a very lengthy speech. Um, that was really nice. And the sing-along to this is also amazing. And it just they just kept mm. on going and it was like, we will never stop playing this version mm. of Bad. I, I mean, asking you, is there any other U2 song that U2 could play on for 18 minutes without people leaving the, leaving the arena? Wow. No. no. <laughs> that's just crazy, right? Okay, then the, the, the second one is uh, 87. Uh, that took place in Rome. Um, really emotional performance. Somehow these Italian performances get the most out of U2. Um, and his vocal performance is just so good here. I mean, this is just technical high level he's hitting all the high notes and he had a great speech and it was just very emotional he just he just hit it all and it was really nice then i have listed 2005 montreal with daniel lanois um, and he makes uh, the, the snippet he plays there is the maker and it's really long it goes on for like three or four minutes so that's nice. uh, wow. it was really nice um 2017 rome again this is the joshua tree version and I mean, in 2017, he did the same snippet, right? It was always, almost always the heroes, a hero snippet. And I thought this was the best because he put so much emotion in it and he has a great speech at the beginning as well. He talks some Italian, uh, his vocal performance is good. The crowd is good. It's just, yeah, that's one of my favorite versions. I go back to that one a lot. Mm. And then fifth in that list is uh, Sao Paulo later that year. He does a Waters of March snippet and it lasts for two minutes. And the emotion he puts into that snippet and performance. Yeah, it's that's a good one. Wow, he's, he's almost he's almost yeah. he's almost crying or something. I don't know. There's it's just there's something about it. And the one that I added from 2019 is the performance in uh, Saitama, the second one. Uh, first, it's a very long performance. It lasts around 11, 12 minutes. Um, it's dedicated to Tetsumaku Nakamura. And he starts with a long introduction. He talks about Japan, about he's, he's just some humming of some other, some unknown song. And he goes into this snippet of The Boxer and it's really, really done well. And I remember listening to that the first time and you're lucky because we have a very good quality recording. And I kept listening to that snippet over and over again because it's just, yeah, it's just so good. 
Yeah, I think the entire 2019 tour was a really, uh, really party during bed, right? Yeah, I mean, if 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 this is so, this is the, the I mean, the other list I listened to in 2017, a part of it 2018, uh, 2018, yes. So they're a bit further back in my head as memory wise but i listened to all the 2019 performance over the last two weeks or so um and indeed it's different to other tours because one he did uh, he did he did almost like a different snippet each night yeah which is really nice i mean it was always it was not a question of whether they play bad it was oh what snippet is he gonna do and some of them were just so good uh, it was very lengthy like some lasted 10 11 minutes I think Larry was a lot on fire is what I noticed. The drumming was very good. Um, and yeah, just some outstanding performances. I mean, I can name a few. I mean, I just mentioned Saitama, but also the one in Mumbai with the Give Peace a Chance yeah. snippets was really nice. I did notice uh, He did that a lot of talking about, about Gandhi there. I did notice that about Sorry? this. I, I did notice that about this tour just by following it online is that, you know, it was a small, very small tour. Uh, there were, the dates were pretty spread apart. And I guess it gave them time to just fully recharge in, in every way for every performance. So every performance was like very, very good, very well developed. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also, he's also using that, especially this tour as a way to get people together and to get people to forget about everyday struggles, but still in a way not forget about it as in make sure you're aware of what's going on and what your role is, but also make sure that there's, there's hope. And there's there's this way to get out of things, and bad is such a powerful song in that regard that it's able to lift you up from whatever you feel like or whatever your position is in the world right now, and okay. makes you able to uh, recover from it. And I like this is what I liked about Mumbai is that I re-listened to that speech again, and he talked a lot about Gandhi and about minorities and how he went to the museum and how they yeah, how their view of the world was also shaping and, and, and evolving. And that was really what he was trying to transition there. And I think that worked. It was really nice. I liked that one a lot. Um, I liked the version in Singapore with the uh, Snow Patrol run snippet. Mm. Very nice. Also because he, he kept on going, right? Sometimes you have these snippets and he starts and then they stop and then they go on again. And I, I did, those are always my favorites. And he also did that in, uh, in Sydney, which is... Probably the last one I can mention as a real highlight from that tour for me. It was the Never Tear Us Apart snippet. And then at the end, he comes back with another run of it. And and and, and you can feel this emotion, right? Because he's it was the anniversary of Michael Hutchins' death. And then, it, because it means more for for him, for them, you can you can feel that. And, and, and Bad is the song where they... Because this is the song where they have some freedom, right? And they can express more emotion in it and this is what they do for some of it so yeah i thought it was uh 2019 was very much a very special tour when it comes to uh, uh, uh bad that's great what are, what, are, what are some of your highlights that you can if you think about it i mean the, everyone has their own list and, and highlights and once again i can recommend to go back and listen to some older songs i mean in the article there's some some highlights included so you can just press play and then it will play but um Maybe your, some of your memories from that or personal highlights. That's awesome. Oh, that's great, Remy. What I was, like, can't wait to can't wait to hear it, read it, and just delve into it. Now that we have some time, that's awesome. <laughs> so, Jamie, for you, what are some of your memories or highlights from of of that? Sure. Um, you know, um, I think. I mean, I, I think that the f the first time 
I cried at a YouTube show. I probably should not say this in an official recording, but it's too late. Um, <laughs> was um, during that uh, was in the third leg of the Vertigo tour, um, and it was they were finishing a, a run of shows around almost at the end of the tour, right before Christmas, uh, and they were finishing those shows with bad, and then a snippet of people got the power, right, and and um, so, so so they would just go into bad. Uh, you know, the most epic version. And then there would, basically people would leave, like people would leave to singing 40, how long to sing this song, but with people have the power. And I just remember people in Atlanta and in Miami, in both, this, both those shows, people pouring out of the arena into the street, just singing, people have the power, like that, like just, it was like the most beautiful thing. So so that 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 will always be stamped in my soul. Nice. You, Yuri? Uh, well, um, I think one of the, yeah, and it's, I think one of the most iconic U2 moments ever. I think Live 8 is uh, a real highlight, just not only because they play the song really lengthy and really nice with a lot of snippets, but also uh, the way that song meant a lot to U2's career and, and the way, uh, yeah. I think they they build up a, a, a large fan base at that moment, uh, so that's also a real highlight for me. I think. Nice. I mean, uh, I was rereading the article this this morning, and there are so many. I mean, personally, for me, also the, the version he did in uh, Toronto 2017 with uh, Leonard Cohen snippet, the, the Suzanne snippet. It's, it's it's also one of my favorite non U2 songs, and the way he includes it into bad was really nice. And I mean, look, just looking at this list, there were so many unique and sometimes even strange versions. Right, we had Berlin with a German hero snippet in 2017. Um, if you talk about weird snippets. It's uh, The Lion Sleeps Tonight in Cape Town in 1998. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, was, uh, that was quite something. Yeah. Um, some nice speeches. I, 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 there was one in uh, 87 where he opened like, uh, this is a song from our last album, Thriller. This is bad. So <laughs> it was, uh, there's, there's quite some funny ones uh, as well. He, I think he started in 20, 25, 2005 a version of Bad with like, this will be a 40 minute version of Bad. Um, but 2015 also had a, a few great ones, right? With the uh, the race by wolf speech in uh, in uh, in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2015 yeah. had a really good one. Um, I, I think it was Madison Square Two, uh, number two, where he just they finished beautiful day, went into moment of surrender, the most beautiful snippet, and then bad, did bad, moment of surrender again, and then like finished bad again. It was like a whole journey. It was real. That was a good one. Yeah, I mean, and we, of course, talk about uh, Elevation, where it was almost always seeing into uh, Streets Have No streets. Name. And that was really nice because those snippets really made the transition to Streets. And I was just, I'm just going through the list. And uh, in Albany, you did like a Drugs Don't Work snippet and then uh, 40 and then into uh, into Streets. He did the Drugs Don't Work snippet a couple of times at uh, that time on that tour. In an interesting... Uh, oh, that's, that's obviously the... the theme of the song yeah well this is also if you talk about evolution of the song in in, in um, elevation he did a lot of he did a lot of drugs related uh, speeches as well so he would all he would often say when the song starts like i have ordinary addictions as in a way to introduce himself introduce the, the crowd into the uh, song and then the drugs don't work snippet he did a lot of 
Times Bruls, Ruby Tuesday, Wild Horses, Fool to Cry, uh, U2's Own Wild Horses. Pop Mart was a, a short bad tour, but it still had some interesting performances. Uh, and do you, you of course remember the first time snippet, Dublin Zoo TV? Another classic mm. of that uh, recording. So cruel snippet at some show. It's also quite uh, and a lot of improvisations, of course, and things that 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 didn't go well, especially in those in those early days. I mean, if you talk about the unforgettable fire tours when they when they started doing uh, bad, um, then they would always they would often start the. Um, uh, the background music, right? And this was something, of course, that's not on the on the album. So the synthesizer starts playing. Um, so they, in the beginning of the 80s, Bad was the only song where they actually played backing tracks for some of these shows. So the synthesizer had to be launched from the sound desk and it often failed. So Bono would be forced to start telling jokes, stories, or even sing a cappella uh, to actually past the time in order for the crew to get to, to get the synthesizer um, to work so yeah it's it well luckily it's very easy to talk and uh, it's not a problem for you yeah there's one joke i mean he, there's it is an unforgettable fire tour as well um and it i think looking at it yeah milton Keynes technical problems so he starts telling bad jokes for more than five minutes it's, so if you want to listen to a weird version of that, I recommend the one on the 22nd of June in Milton Keynes, 1984 or five, not sure. You can look it up probably. Um, but he starts making jokes like a sandwich walked into a bar. And <laughs> at, some, at some point in the show, he ran out of jokes to tell. So he was inviting fans in the audience to tell jokes. Um, and he ended with something like, this is the reason why we don't break down very much because I'm not good at, uh, at telling jokes. It reminds me of the blackout video shoot a little. Yeah, he was also making jokes indeed. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah. Uh, it's actually something that uh, came back uh, later. So, yeah, it's it's the if you talk about the evolution of the song, it's also really interesting how it changed over time and how it. I mean, interestingly, that it was never played as on the album. It was always different, and this is also the way how it evolved into this epic live song that we know. Oh yeah, it's uh, a complete live song. The album today version, and yeah, it's yeah, and of course, Pop Mart Bono's vocals weren't uh, precisely at, at its peak. So, but Bad was still played. But this is a vocally demanding song, so they actually had to tune it down to make it easier for him to saw to sing. And later for uh, Elevation, they tune it up again. So, uh, it's also a song that allows them to be a bit more flexible with it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 one hell of a song, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, yeah, it's their quintessential life song. Absolutely. And it ties in with uh, the previous discussion. I mean, look, if you look at some of these films and we explain these films where bad makes an appearance, it's always epic, right? Um, yes. The Red on Home version. Red on Home version, but. Uh, yeah, and then, then this version, and then the, we have the version from Innocence, of course. Um, so the 360 we're lucky in that regard. We're oh, exactly. That's my point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Pop Mart version. Oh, wait, it's not there. 
I mean, this is what this is what this is why I'm most happy with that whole new film, right? Is that we have so many songs now which are played for the first time on a film since forever, or since for the first time even. I mean, Wild Horses, can you believe, it was never featured on an official film. So how lucky we are now to actually finally have it. Yeah, I'm ma- I'm making uh, backup copies of it every day to make sure it never gets uh, <laughs> ne- never gets lost. That's awesome. All right, I think. Uh, I think that was a nice run of uh, of uh, blast from the past, but also future. And I think uh, one of my takeaways from this uh, this podcast episode actually to a long list of things that I should. I actually I'm, I'm actually uh, enthusiastic now to go and listen again to some of those older bands, and probably will do it this weekend. What, what about you guys? What are you what are, what are, what are your takeaways? Uh, I really missed U two three D. And I, uh, I think uh, the, the rest of my life, I am living in regret that I didn't want to see it. I will keep an eye on local cinema displays. And if they ever rebroadcast it, I'm, we'll, I'll buy you a ticket. We'll go and see it. Oh. Maybe, we, maybe we can actually request it because I'm sure that some of these cinemas actually have it somewhere because I know they've been, they sometimes do the rebroadcast. So you can actually maybe request it. I'll make that will be an amazing thing to look forward, yeah. especially in this uh, difficult time. When vibes. we're out of uh, lockdown mode, we'll uh, we'll go and do that. How about you, Jamie? What are, what's yeah. what's some of the YouTube stuff that you uh, want to get into now? No, you know, just just uh, first of all, just how much, uh, re- regardless of whether whether it's a it's a good concert film or not, like it's YouTube is still the best. And and I miss it, and I miss you guys, and I miss you know just connecting to all the listeners of this podcast. Um, so I I just can't wait till we have another film to um, to ram through. I hope the Joshua Tree movie comes out soon, and and I'm really excited to the uh, YouTube social distancing world tour 2021 22. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, well, it would be easier to GA, right? <laughs> then. That that tour will be just just be a concert film filmed in the same way as Stay, but then the whole show. Yeah, you better get a good. Just some. Uh, oh, that would be a pre-show code for that one because there's gonna be two tickets per row. That's it. <laughs> Ten tickets per show. That's it. No. All right. Let's hope that uh, that, that uh, at some point we'll return back to normal and that uh, YouTube will also be more a part of our lives. But uh, until then, we we luckily have all our films and uh, a list of uh, bad versions we can play until the end of the time. So I want to thank you both for um, for yeah joining 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 me and 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 and. and, and celebrating some of you too and uh, and actually giving me at least a lot of motivation to go and listen uh, to some and view some of these older songs and films uh, it's a good thing to uh, to get you over uh, times like these um, and to the listeners yeah do the same pick something you like and go and rewatch it or listen it uh, and take a look at the article of bad there's a couple of nice songs that you can play instantly and uh, it's something you will never regret so thank you both. We'll be back uh, next month for another episode. Yeah. If uh, if the world allows us so. Uh... <laughs> well, I think the world will allow us so. Great. Okay. Okay, guys, you take uh, you, uh, you guys you guys yes. take take uh, take care, stay safe, and uh, until some next time. Yeah, and everybody, wash your hands. Yeah. Wash stay your at hands. home. <laughs> and wash your hands. Yeah, and stay at home. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>